On today's episode of the Momentum Podcast, I had a chance to sit down with Bishoy Kella. I'm going to keep this intro under 60 seconds because the conversation with Bishoy was unreal. I'm just going to preface it by saying this. In 2021, Bishoy was north of 350 pounds. Today, he sits at 180 pounds and around 10% body fat on a DEXA scan, which is wild. He's also the owner of My True Wood, an apparel and watch company. So he has interesting insight on how to manage health despite having an enormous workload and responsibilities outside of just trying to lose weight and put on muscle. I really enjoyed this chat and I think you're going to too. So let's jump right into the discussion. It seems like people struggle to get started. So that's where the idea of momentum came from. Um, and then as it relates to you, I literally came across one of your videos, um, on TikTok, one of your just journey of, you know, I think you're 160 pounds now that you're down, which is just wild. Um, and the, the thing that stuck out to me with you wasn't, I think the weight loss, obviously that's monumental, the, the amount of weight that you lost, uh, but it wasn't so much that, and it wasn't even the rate at which you lost the weight. It was the fact that you've kept it off. Cause that's where a lot of people get mm. stuck mm-hmm. and the amount of muscle that you were able to put on during that phase or maintain during that phase, um, coming out of the other mm. side, pretty jacked. And I want to get to that. But one of the things when I was doing a bit of digging on you, I saw that you, the way you describe your initial weight gain, where it came from is when you launched a business around 23 yeah. ish. Could you go into that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So like man right before 23 i was super into bodybuilding like i'd go home let me let me go even further back so i was i grew up as a fat kid like my whole life like i was pretty chubby then 16 we had like a weight training class in our school that ended up taking in our high school we got lucky so they had like an actual weight room and after school they'd have like a teacher just chaperone and we'd just be chilling there and working out for about an hour and i fell in love man it was like it was like something that actually gave me like motivation to just become a better, to just become better on all aspects. And so I ended up taking that super seriously, diving into the research. That was just at 16 and like watching videos of Ronnie Coleman and all those Kai Green and all those big guys from back in the day. And I got super into bodybuilding, like just constantly trying to lift and become, lift more and become stronger and, and get more jacked. And and that stuck up until like 23 years old. And then once 23 hits, it was my last semester of school, I ended up starting a business with one of my boys from university. And then honestly, at the at, right around that time, I got my first girlfriend back then too. And it was just like, everything was just like, it was comfort, you know, it was just like, you know, you didn't have to look as sharp. I'd start skipping, I'd start skipping weight training or like any sort of exercise and just like, you know, okay, let's go out for dinner or like, okay, I don't want to cook my own meals anymore. Cause I got no time. I'm working 24 seven on my business. And so any time I spent working on my business would, uh, anytime I spent cooking or making meals and prepping and going to the gym is just wasted time where I could have been making more money. And so just the shift went from health to money. And, you know, as that started rolling in too, like you, it's just a downward spiral because the more money you have, the more you can spend on Uber Eats, the more you can spend on fancy shitty food. And then it's just down and down and down until like, man, it like two, two years later, I think I gained like a hundred pounds in under a year straight up like that first year. And then I just consistently gained a bit more for the next year and a half. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, I was 350 pounds, just like everything hurt like walking around walking outside like just just the basic shit 
Was it something that started to, I mean, obviously it snowballed, like you said, but you said you got a girlfriend early on, so you're a little bit more comfortable. And then the, the part of the business where you start eating out, um, did you feel yourself, like, were you thinking about it at all in the beginning? Like, man, I'm like, this is starting to get bad or, um, like I need to change. Or was this something where you almost like were so caught up in the business that it was a year or longer before you actually looked back and went, I got to do something about this. No, so it's honestly a little bit of both. So I, I always say this all the time. It's like once you start losing the guilt is when you're fucked. Like, so the first stages is like, you know, you're guilty for maybe about a week. And then another week, you, the guilt is starting to dwindle because now you're replacing the old habit of being so into the fitness space to like slowly transitioning into this new shittier version of you. And so I always say this, man, once you lose that guilt and like of, of and it just becomes, you know, status quo that's when everything just goes downward at a downward at an even more rapid rate because you have nothing kind of anchoring you back so at the beginning right i wasn't missing every single workout i was missing two three workouts a week mm. and then i'd be like shit man i should have went for that you know i should have did that workout i should have did that workout and then next week you're like okay now it's four workouts and then the week after you're just not you're missing a whole week and it just continuously snowballed until i honestly just stopped thinking about it completely and then that's when you know you just nosedive downward how did you feel physically like even working uh, working out aside training aside working on your business day-to-day -day life energy levels in the morning stuff like that like what was your body feeling like towards the end of that well, I had nothing to compare it to because I totally forgot what it was like to, you know, be healthy, quote unquote, because the whole time I was operating the business or like we, we saw rapid success, like from the first month we launched. And so it's not like it was a transition. It was just like, bam, we're we're doing really well now. And so all of a sudden, which is like a blessing, I'm thankful for that. But at the same time, it's like you didn't really have any time to adjust to this new work ethic and all that stuff. But comparing it now from like how I feel now to what I did like two, three years ago or two years ago when I was like super overweight, I just feel like there was a constant cloud in my head. Like I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like I'm, I wasn't anywhere nearly as clear as I am today. Like my mind feels like at peace. It's much clearer. And I'm assuming it's the shitty foods because I still get that feeling now if I cheat for like a, a weekend, which I rarely do now because of how shitty it makes me feel. But if I do, the Monday back to work, everything is slower. Like my brain feels like it, it's like on the gas, but the pedal, the, the brake pedal is being pushed at the same time. So you don't feel as mentally clear at all. That's interesting. That's one of the things I was curious to talk to you about because I noticed that you... Was it 75 hard that kicked off? Like, was that the very beginning of you kind of your weight loss journey? Yes and no. So like a month prior to 75 hard, I'd went to Mexico with all my friends and it was like the heat of COVID prime COVID times. And so the resorts were pretty empty, man. Like there was no one there. And so the trip completely went from being like, let's party, let's like turn up and have fun to like, let's explore. And then that's kind of what made me realize like, bro, all my friends are literally just out doing shit. Like they're trying to go to AD ATVs. They want to go ski, skidooing and all these like physical activities or even like hiking or exploring the resort or let's check out the outside. Like let's leave the resort and go and check out the culture in the city. And all that shit involves walking, hiking all day. And, and so on that trip, man, I remember like just being drunk as fuck in the pool, just chilling. And I'm like, bro, this needs to change. Like you can't even enjoy a vacation, like a vacation you can't even enjoy. And so when I got back, 
for about a month, I kind of did like exercise and like I did the cardio. I, I didn't, I couldn't weight train because in Canada they had all the gyms closed for COVID for like probably almost a year. And so I was just doing two sessions of cardio every single day for, you know, about a month. And then one of my boys had already done 75 hard into December before. So he's like, bro, just do this with me, man. Like, like let's just start it. Like you, I, at the time I had no idea. Like I don't, I didn't know if I was going to finish. I was like, fuck it. Let's just give it a go and see how things pan out. And and before you know, it was like 75 days later, obviously struggled throughout the way. And, you know, it was a mental battle, but at the end came out on top. And then, bro, like for the last two years, I have probably been on one of the phases in the program for like 99%. Like I take weekends off in between phases and then just pop right back into it, which is kind of the opposite side of the extreme. But like, I'm just, I, I, I kind of got scared straight in a sense. Like I don't ever want to go back. And so... I don't want to catch myself slipping because it's such a slippery slope. Like I just got back from Columbia last week, my first vacation in a very long time. And when I got back, I started noticing like, hey, first day, all right, it's a, you know, get back into the flow of things, you know, light, light jog here, do this. You're not really exercising or eating as healthy still. Then the next day you automatically start thinking like, man, maybe another day, like, let me take another day off and let me, and I always felt myself slipping again. So I just hopped right back into another phase to like snip that real quick because it's such a slippery slope, man. That's so interesting. I, uh, one of the things that I've observed and I, I, you, I feel like you would think the same way based off of what you just said, but is that, you know, as you progress in life towards a certain goal and like, we'll obviously in the context of training and weight loss and physical health, I've noticed that you sort of, it's not that you never make mistakes again, or that you never have a cheat meal again, or anything like that, or you, you don't miss a workout, but it's that the, the threshold for what you're willing to tolerate, just the, that, that gap kind of compresses. Like I picture like bowling, you know, like bowling with, uh, those side rails up, you know, mm -hmm. in the very beginning you you know, you go so far left and right when you go on vacation, sometimes that turns into like a six month cheat binge for people because they feel so lousy coming back from Mexico. Mm -hmm. Um, but as you improve, you improve, you improve. And then it's to the point where like for you, you noticed one or two days maybe of getting, being a little bit slower on the way back. And then, you know, maybe you go up one and a half pounds or, you know, something like that. Um, and those, those beams on the side and, you know, the bowling compress tighter. Um, and that was what I noticed what I was curious about the 75 hard thing is because in one of your videos, you mentioned that in the beginning, like you didn't take weekends off because you felt like it was going to disrupt your momentum. Um, was that sort of paramount for you in the beginning to kind of establish, you know, this is who I am? Yeah, exactly. Cause honestly, man, how I think of it is you're trying to erase the old identity and replace it with someone new. Right. And so you can't have half a foot in the old identity as like the weekends are the days for me to cheat because every day you're kind of every monday let's say you take saturday sunday off every monday is not you're not continuing up you're working back to a point where you just were and so you're just going forward and then pulling it back a bit and then going forward you're not really getting anywhere especially from somewhere from where i was coming from where it was like i'm trying to go from nothing doing absolutely no exercise at all to like actually taking my health a little more seriously it's like for the beginning it was monumental to my success because if i had taken those weekends off you get a little taste the little hit 
of dopamine from you know actually eating like shit on the weekends and then that could just easily spiral and i've done that for like that wasn't my first time working out in the in the two years prior or the five years i was fat i've worked out for two months at a time one month at a time but it was obviously i would take the weekends off or i'd go on a trip and come back and you lose all momentum and that's why like once you have momentum and like you never want to let go of it especially in the earlier phases where you don't have a means of pulling yourself back because you don't have that reference experience yet of what it's like to be this new identity, this new version of you. Yeah, it's like momentum. Uh, if you carry it long enough, it it pushes you to a new identity to where even if something disrupts the path, it's so easy to pull yourself right back uh, because you've formulated this this new identity. I want to so back up just a little bit because I know like some people are. I am actually not even fully familiar with the the full concept of 75 hard. I know it involves something about 75 days, some reading. Can you walk me through like, so you, you were kind of a month in, like you got home from that Mexico trip. You, you'd been doing two cardio sessions a day. Your buddy says, hey, let's just do 75 hard with me. What did it look like starting, you know, day one? What lifestyle choices did you change? Yeah. So the day before actually is like when everything starts, all the doubt starts creeping in like, yo, can I actually do this? Can I, can I even do two workouts a day? I'll, I'll go into what the program exactly was. But the thing is the first thing when you see this program or, or like how, how crazy hard it is, your instant reaction is how can I make this my version of 75 hard? So I, the first thing I told this guy was like, Yo, I'm not going to do the workouts separately. I'm going to do instead of, because it, it's two 45 minute workouts as part of the program that are separate. You can't do them back to back. The first thing I said was I'm going to do an hour and a half instead of two separate workouts. And I'm going to, one of them had to be outside. I'm going to do them both indoors. Like it's winter, man. How am I going to run out or do any exercise outside? So it's like, you're trying to already compromise on things. And, and the guy who created the program, Andy Fursella, man, like he says, this is, probably the biggest reason why people fail is because they're trying to tailor everything in life to be perfectly for them. And so you're not, you're, you're not pushing yourself to any limits because you're like, how can I make this easier for me? And so the, the rules of the program are a few things. The first thing is two 45 minute workouts. One of them has to be outdoors. So rain or shine, doesn't matter. You choose whatever workouts right is right for you. So if you're like 700 pounds, like your workout could literally be you sitting up and standing, like every, you you sitting and standing up for 45 straight minutes. It's 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 totally scalable for yourself. The other thing is it's 10 pages of reading of a self development book, uh, a gallon of water a day. What is it? Sticking to a diet. You choose whatever diet you choose, but you got to stick to it for 75 straight days. Um, no alcohol, no cheat meals, and then taking a daily progress photo. So th those are the kind of main tasks of 75 hard. And as you go on, there's more phases after, which throw in a couple more tasks, which I'm on phase one right now. So it's everything I just said, plus cold showers, 10 minutes of visualization, and then eight critical tasks, which is eight things you want to turn into daily habits that you do every single day. So the great thing about the program is, is if you fail at any step, there's no there's no forgiveness. It's like you, you failed. You got to start back from day one. You don't just continue on with day 17 if you failed on day 16. And so that kind of, cause I, I really don't want to have to restart, especially as you get further on, you don't want to have to restart. And so as you get further, you're more and more strict on how serious you are about it. Because if you fail, you got to restart from day one. 
What would you say? Because I'm sure even you noticed this in conversations with people when you told maybe friends that you were doing it. Uh, what would you say to somebody who's listening, who's thinking, yeah, but you got to be realistic. Like that doesn't fit in everybody's life. Um, all the kind of excuses that come to mind as far as, because you said those crossed your mind as well. What kind of convinced you to stuff those aside? Well, it's like, it was, it came down to how bad I wanted it. So like, I was so focused on, you know, the side of business and all that stuff. And then I just started thinking like, man, there's going to be no one to run this business if I'm dead in five years, there's no one going to be around to run this business. Now, if, if that's what I'm trying, if that's my focus, that's what I care about. I need to fix my health. And so it was kind of an internal decision where you just, everyone has their list of priorities, whether it's spoken, whether it's written, whether it's in your head there's priorities in your unspoken, written, whatever. So it's just moving that up. All I did was move it up a bit. And so, you know, at the beginning, it's obviously not the biggest priority for you because it's something new. And so this program kind of forced me at least for 75 days, I was committing to this. And if it meant I had to take a hit on business sales, if my, if something was not going to, if I couldn't chill with my friends for a weekend, because I had to do this, like for 75 days, I was committing to this. And then eventually by the, as days go on and as time goes on, that 75 days will turn you into such a different person because of the, all the things that you wanted to compromise on that you did not, you become a whole new beast. And so you're ready to go. And, and then that's what spiraled into the last two years of me just continuously do this. And as you do it longer, you, you find ways to make things work. Like what what I tell my friends is are people who are thinking like this is crazy. I have a full time job and all this stuff and the list of excuses that people have, like I, I work sixteen hour days, is like, bro, for a straight week, don't do anything, don't change anything. Just just track your screen phone time. <coughs> Sorry, just track your screen time on your phone. You don't have to touch anything, you don't have to do anything. Every time you use pick up your phone or watch a Netflix show or do something, just like write it down in the log and you'll realize how much time you can find if you actually just put that lower on the priority list and moved up health. That's huge. That's such a practical, I'm so glad you said that. Um, the amount of it, four to six plus hours, I feel like is pretty common for most people in a single day of non-useful, non-productive time on the screens. Mm. Um, and that's, what's interesting about you as well is that presumably your business is still functioning. Yes, um, sir. <laughs> still going strong and how how's your performance in the business like you, you obviously health is way more of a priority you've kind of shifted things around um have you made up for some of the time uh switch just by feeling more cognitively clear etc so yeah i was just gonna say like a lot of people a lot of people think that now like that i'm so into this fitness space now like i've kind of neglected my business but it's honestly the opposite like now all the things I've learned from fitness in terms of just building my mind to committing to something and then doing it. So like now, if I have 10 tasks that I set out to do today for my business, you better believe they're getting done because it, it, it's now that's my internal standard that I've set for myself from the fitness side of things. And so you like before I would just put off tasks like, you know, okay, we didn't get it done today. Fuck it. We'll do it tomorrow. And then it, tomorrow becomes the next week. And so you know, the level of discipline you gain from the whole 
commitment side to your health, it is, is it's applicable to all areas of life. It, it, even your relationship, your wife, your your husband, your kids, like your level of commitment to things just completely changes because whenever you say you're going to do something now, you fully have trust in your word because you said you were going to do it. That's all I know it's going to get done. And so in terms of my business specifically, like, yeah, we're, we're getting through things a lot faster. We're moving a lot faster because everyone's committed. And also it's what you're willing to accept from other people now. Like I hate to say it, but I, I've lost friends now. It's not not because I lost friends for a specific reason. It just like kind of naturally drifts apart because you realize how how kind of different now you are, like in terms of the way you think, because you just don't resonate with all the excuses as much anymore and like all the all the other areas. And so like our circle has gotten a lot smaller and now, you know, it's just natural because you're not the same person you were two years ago. Have you found that naturally the people around you now tend to align with your goals and, and interests more? Yeah, man. Like, I, like honestly, the, the main group of people that I talk to now and like are super close with now are straight killers. Like they just, they're just hustling 24 seven. And I like one of my friends, my friends who set, set, set me up with this whole path of 75 hard and all that. I don't see this guy maybe once every three months, but we are like the closest ever because we just know that we're both working on our empire separately and we're trying to build up and develop. But like we still feel like you kind of have that guardian angel with you because someone is on the exact same path as you. And and you're also you it's someone to become accountable for, too, because, you know, I know this guy's grinding his ass off and I, there's no chance I'm just going to lay on the couch for 30 minutes and just scroll through my phone when everyone around me, my whole team, my whole friend group is just constantly hustling and pushing forward. So like it kind of just like you're both helping each other grow. It's almost like um, the. Th I think one of the interesting things about the the approach that you took uh, with, you know, there's read 10 pages a day, take a photo every single day, two separate 45 minute workouts, drink a gallon. There's like a, a list of like six or seven things. Um, and I think it, one of the, one of the benefits to that is it brings a lot of clarity in what you're going to do. Cause I think a lot of people set out and just go, I'm going to work out tomorrow or I'm going to try to eat healthy tomorrow. And it's so non-clearly defined that it makes it very easy to deviate from the path. And not only that, but because there's no set agenda or set uh, target, you don't have the, almost the, the dopamine hit of, hey, I said I was going to do something and then I did it. Do you feel more now that, that, you know, over the last year or so that outside of fitness, even in your business, that you're more kind of in tune to just like, like it's almost programmatic for you to just say, this is what I'm going to do. And then you just do it. Yeah. Honestly, you couldn't have said it better. Like, that's exactly how I feel. It's like, whenever you say you're going to do something now, it's like, it's going to get done because you have all these references, reference experiences from the past of all the times you said you were going to do something and then did it. And conversely, this, the opposite is true too. So like, if you continuously tell yourself, I'm going to do this and then you don't do it, you end up losing all faith, all trust in your word. And that that's like the scariest part because anytime you commit to something, anytime you say you're going to do something and you don't, you already internally know like, bro, you're full of shit. You, it's like, it just slows you down so significantly that you, you end up get going nowhere. And, and that's also one of the reasons why I wanted to get started on this whole thing too, is like, we were a year or two into COVID, the lockdowns 
and I didn't want to come out of this, like, you know, end up chilling with everyone again and going partying or whatever. Like that was my train of thought back then is like, when I see all these people again, you know, I don't want to be in the exact same position I was two years ago. I didn't move at all. And some people even went in the opposite direction. They got worse. And so it was like two years into COVID or a year into the whole pandemic. And then all of a sudden, like, man, it's like, where have I been? Like the last year, all you're supposed to, you supposedly had all this free time because you're not chilling with as many people or you're not able to travel as much. And then all of a sudden you're still the, the exact same position. Yeah. It's anytime I don't want to do something that usually, you know, work, uh, late night work or, you know, I'm fatigued. It's been a long day or I'm, you know, I don't get the workout until later in the day. Anytime I don't want to do it, I always think about, it's not even about the work that I'm doing right now or the workout that I'm about to get in. Because at the end of the day, missing one workout's not that big of a deal. I agree. It's not going to make the biggest impact on your physical health that you can get the workout in the morning, et cetera. But so it's like, don't think about it as the actual work or the actual workout, but think about it as one more vote for the type of person that you want to be or plan to be. And that usually tips me over the edge to do it a little bit more. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just flexing. I'm just training. It's basically training. Um, I'm curious with you about what it's been like. Did you, since you jumped on TikTok and different social media platforms and started sharing your story, what has the kind of response been like? Have you seen, I'm assuming you've drawn in people who potentially uh, were in similar situations as you. Have you seen, has that kind of um, made an impact there and even on, on your own state of like, wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah. So back in December, right? Like I was just like going through my yearly process now of like trying to figure out what my goals are for the next year and what I want to do and all that stuff. And so December hit and I was like, man, like I, I have, I have a story that people think is, is absolutely like people that know me are like, wow. Or people who haven't seen me in so long are like, wow, you look amazing. Like, well, how, how'd you do that? And all that shit. And I was like, man, there's a, there's an opportunity here to help inspire and, and help other people who need some help. And, and it's, it's great. Cause I'm not, I'm not doing it for money right now. Like I have a successful business that's doing well. It's like primarily just, it's mainly coming from just a way to like help other people. And so I put that on my goals list, which was like help inspire. And, and honestly, man, like before this, like I hated going on camera. Like I was my, my Instagram profile or like my TikTok pro, I didn't even have one at the time, but before this, like my Instagram looked like a fake profile. Like I, I hate posting shit. I don't really post that many stories. I don't really like going in front of the camera or doing anything like that. And then I had a call with this guy from uh, the first first form company, which is Andy Fursella's company that uh, made the program of 75 hard. And he was he was like, man, it's kind of like your duty to do this, because even even push past your mental resistance of what it's not about you, it's bigger than you, essentially. And so that's kind of why I was like, you know what, fuck it, let me just do it and try. And so I ended up posting a bunch of TikToks and, and the response has been crazy, man. Like, I didn't think. I, it's almost like imposter syndrome. Like, how can I have this big of an impact on all these people and the hundreds and thousands of comments that I'm getting and the DMs and all that stuff is like, wow, man, your journey has totally inspired me. I'm going to get started tomorrow. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And like, it's just giving people that light at the end of the tunnel of, you know, someone else has done it and I'm not a special dude. Like, I'm just a regular guy who, you know, 
people tend to idolize other people they don't know and so like the people around me are easily inspired because they know me like they know i'm just a regular dude but when you see a random guy on tiktok they end up thinking like oh that can't be me or you know he he did it but i can't do it and so my goal with this whole thing is just to humanize myself and tell them the stories that i had in the past of being a fat person with the whole tiktok thing and and just like bro i was literally like one of you guys and i was able to make a change and you guys can too and the the, the amount of impact you have on people you'd actually be surprised like I, I didn't have any idea how much of an impact you could have dude and i love the way you did it too man like going through your videos and looking at how you even how you talked about um how you, you touch a little bit on uh your process and uh one of the videos i appreciated you just talked about i think you were calling out kind of snake oil salesmen talking about different weight loss hacks and how to lose belly fat or you know in the mm -hmm, cheap mm -hmm. hack way mm -hmm. and you talked about like look at the end of the day this is a calorie game um and I, I think you're in such a unique position where there's there we ha, we've seen examples of people losing 100 200 pounds but generally they do it uh in the context of like a tv show like we've seen all these extreme weight loss tv shows and they go about it by you know uh calorie restriction which is great generally it's a it's a pretty extreme deficit um and they rebound pretty strong and i i don't recall seeing a huge emphasis on you know the importance of protein um there's when I when I see how your physique turned out at the end, I can it's clear that you uh, put an emphasis on protein. Um, and so I think you're in such a narrow spot where not only did you lose uh, an enormous amount of weight, you've kept it off and you've maintained a ton of muscle. Um, people are gonna be the people are gonna be so frustrated if I don't ask you about um, how you ate and you know you know what is your your day to day life look like like what's a day in the life of your eating look like do you eat the same thing every day do you meal prep uh can you go into that a little bit yeah so that's honestly a great question because how i started is very different than what i'm doing now and and this this is a, this is a testament to you don't have to have everything figured out you don't even have to be smart or understand how it, how things work just start and shit just falls into place eventually as you continuously work as you continuously move on you're going to naturally become more interested in the topic of health. You're going to naturally become more interested in the topic of health and fitness and all that. So you will figure things out along the way. And so, uh, sorry, one sec, something just happened. I don't know. Yeah. So you will naturally figure out things along the way and, and figure out how to adjust and make changes to your diet and physical exercise. So how I started was I just knew everyone inherently knows what is healthy and what's not like on a very basic level. Like maybe you don't know the super, this super crazy details of like, you know, the macros and understanding calories and all that, but you know that a, generally speaking, a pizza is not as healthy as chicken and rice, you know? So that's what I did when I started. I just took it to that. I wasn't calorie tracking. I wasn't macro tracking. I just ate generally healthier foods and ate less, uh, less quantity of it, not to the point where I was brimming and ready to puke. And so that's how I started. Where I'm at now is I'm macro tracking everything just because I'm on this phase. And even prior to this phase, like 99% of the time I'm macro tracking for about the last six months. And so I scale out all my food. I meal prep on Sundays. I make my chicken, I make my ground beef, make my veggies. And then, you know, throughout the week, I'm just 
weighing it out and just eating it like food just and with that specifically like the whole macro tracking side of things it really changes your perspective on food as like now this is a fuel source rather than it being like a source of dopamine and so how i look at food now is like this chicken is not chicken it's 50 grams of protein or whatever and so you you just change how you look at food and so then you you get introduced to a whole nother realm of the eating side of things which is you know there's inherently not bad foods and good foods if you are eating it in the right obviously there is and you know that's definitely debated but like if you're eating the right proportions of it you can still enjoy some things as long as you're in the right proportion of your macros and calories and stuff i love that you what you said about like you didn't really know what you were doing in the beginning and it's 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 never a knowledge problem that stops people especially with health and fitness like losing fat most people it's like you just sort of okay i think donuts i probably shouldn't eat maybe pop tarts like just kind of Mm -hmm. apply basic logic and that like i'm how far did you go uh, maybe you don't remember this but into your kind of weight loss progress where you weren't really tracking you were just kind of trying to eat healthy like do you remember a, a duration like that yeah, bro, 90, 90% of it. Like, That's I didn't start crazy. macro tracking and calorie tracking, like, through an app or anything until last October. So, six months, my, my transformation was two years long, like, from where I'm posting to what I was at the beginning. And so, a year and a half is basically how long I did it without knowing, without tracking anything. A whole year and a half. And I lost the majority of the weight in that year and a half. Like, this last little bit has been just, you know, chiseling away at that 1%. So all my weight or the majority, like if you had saw my picture after my one year transformation, it's obviously not as drastic as from year one to year two. And all that was done without tracking a single thing. And I, I hate to say that because macro tracking has really changed a lot of my, the way I see food and has a massive impact on the gains I was seeing, like energy levels too. Uh, like or timing when I eat my carbs and all that stuff is like what I'm doing now and doing that has helped me immensely but I don't want to tell someone who's just starting out who has no idea all this information because then they start thinking like I need to have everything figured out before I start and then you will never start at that point so just to put it into perspective a whole year and a half I lost you know 90% of my weight without tracking a single macro without tracking a single calorie just generally eating except eating generally healthy foods and it was very similar day to day so as long as i was losing weight week over week i knew i was on the right track that the simplicity helps a lot as well were you so wait what was your starting weight again and then what were you i guess 18 months later yeah it was it was 350 when i started and then like right before this trip i was 187 Jeez. and uh at, i did a dexa scan it was actually 10.9 percent. so like i got down to pretty crazy low body fat um but yeah this this columbia trip kind of sent me back a bit but yeah we're working back to it it was obviously not anywhere near where i would have been had i been in a different position and come back i'd be probably chilling for the next six months that's interesting yeah. because it, it's clearly you've like we kind of hit on this a bit ago, you've kind of established a new identity where, because I think that's something that a lot of, that discourages a lot of people because they, a lot of people have made progress in the past. Like they'll go 30 days or 60 days or maybe a whole year. Um, and then they kind of, something happens, lifestyle changes, they start a business. 
um, and they sort of slide backwards. And they, I think it's discouraging for people because they think that if I go through this again, it's one thing to see progress, but I, who knows if I'm even going to be able to hold on to this and am I ever going to be able to enjoy myself again? Um, and you clearly have adapted pretty quickly to getting back from Columbia. How long you were in Columbia for a bit? Was that yeah, a I was, trip? I was there for like 10 days and then I spent some time with my family in Mississauga for two. So like basically 12 days off, which is enough to like kind of put you on a new trajectory. It's crazy how quick you can slip off to be honest, but the bounce back is a lot faster. Like after that, after a normal trip like that, you, it would take you a very long time to fall back into your regular habits, not just with health, with healthy eating and, and exercise, but like your work at your work routine, your reading, your, all your self-development tasks. It would take a lot longer for you to pick that back up again. But like, honestly, one, two days. And I was like jumping right back into fully full on full, full speed ahead. So interesting. I don't know why this just made me think of, uh, so my wife is pregnant right now with our first on the way and congrats, um, man. Thank you. And she was saying the other day we were kind of talking about, uh, how she's like, you know, I just, I don't want to be stressed on the day of the, that I'm giving birth. Like I want like everyone around to just be positive and kind of like talking about fielding those like negative, you know, if anybody's being That's negative, fair. get them out. And, and even like going into the birth, like I, I don't want negative opinions. And I was sure. like, yeah, totally. Like that's, that's fair to think that. And I'm going to try to field and make sure everybody's positive, et cetera. But I think the next evolution for you is to between now and then get yourself in a position where it doesn't matter what anybody says. Mm -hmm. If anybody there is negative, um, you know, is, is it better to be bulletproof or is it better to rely on the world, not shooting you? And it's like, well, I'd rather be bulletproof than try to control mm -hmm. everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we had a productive conversation there, but it kind of reminds me of this where it's, you know, the decisions that you make starting with, you know, your, your lifestyle change, your 75 hard over time, you're just sort of bulletproofing yourself, um, in a way that despite disruptions from the outside world, despite lifestyle changes, despite, um, 12 day trips, um, you, it doesn't break you. It might, it might all to slow down your progress a little bit. Uh, but mm. you don't get broken. Whereas, you know, two years ago, three years ago, that might've been something that would have broke you. Yeah, no, definitely agree with that. And, and that, that's kind of like something that I still have to kind of figure out on myself too, is how can I enjoy these trips in a way where it doesn't fully set me back for that long? I still haven't figured that out. You know, I haven't done it enough for me to find a workable solution. But at, at the same time, it's like, I, I have this internal thing where I hate working back to a place I just was like, I just want to move up, you know? And so when I get back, right. And you know, let's say I'm up 10 pounds and it's fake weight, whatever water weight, but my lifts at the gyms aren't as great. Cause it's the first week back, you know, my food, I have to start thinking about like, so a lot of the times prior to doing all this, if you've been doing it for so long, you're working on autopilot. Like literally I don't even have to think I wake up, I run right away. Like that's just what I used to do. And so, you know, when you come back from a trip, all that autopilot stuff does not go on autopilot as much. And so the longer you take off, the more you're exerting mental calories, not just physical calories, but mental calories of thinking like, okay, uh, now, now I have to do this and now I got to do this. It's like, instead of it just naturally happening because you've been doing it for so long. And that, that really pisses me off because I want to, I hate having to get back to a place I already was, man. Like I was here. I want to move forward. 
And so it's just something I got to kind of figure out on myself, like with trips and things that, you know, kind of stop your progress for a bit, or maybe even take you back a bit, how to maintain at least for that short period of time before you, you know, pick back up again. Yeah. Yeah. It's like rewriting the algorithm almost, or you have to readjust yeah. some of the algorithm slows down uh, and you go mm. through extra steps to try to, to try to get there. That's interesting though. What, um, what's your business? I meant to ask you earlier. Yeah, so we're a lifestyle brand. We sell fashion apparel made out of wood. So wooden watches, wooden sunglasses, wooden fashion accessories. It's called True Wood. And you guys are based yeah. in, in Toronto? Yeah, we're based in Toronto, but everyone's remote. Like we don't even have really an office. We're still a pretty f small startup company. We don't have, a, everyone's fully operating remote. How's, how's that been? So you guys launched uh, several years ago, right? Yeah, we launched in 2016. And so right now is like, what, seven, almost seven years uh, we've been operating the business. And it's, it's been going good. And now it's like, even the laziness of how you would operate your regular life with like your physical side of things is how we were running the business and the quickest way to make us money. And so back then, you know, it's just all these conversion gimmicks and all these conversion hacks on how to close the sale rather than building an a brand and a brand loyalty that people actually love and adding value to people's life because the quickest way to make a million bucks is not, you know, sell something as quick as possible is to add value to someone's life in the best way possible. And so we've kind of looked at the business in a whole new lens and how can we enhance people's lives and make it better, even if it's just an apparel company and it's not something that you know, is a direct problem that solves us or sorry, a direct solution to a problem that someone has. Every pro everything that someone buys is essentially a pro a solution to a problem. And so you just, it's, it's all about adding value. And so that transferred to my business as well. It's like all these conversion gimmicks and all these things that, you know, are designed to make a quick buck end up kind of hurting you in the long run, similar to the dopamine spike you get from food right away versus in the long run, you're not building a healthy body. It's, it's, it's almost parallel. Have you guys tackled that branding? part of the equation that's a tough one with with you have you're extremely reliant on brand in the, in the business that you're in where it's apparel like you know there's mm. there's not a ton of innovation that happens in the apparel space it's not like mm. you're building teslas or you know so you really lean on brand um have you yeah. guys found anything specifically that's that's made an impact there so we're honestly going through a rebrand right now so it's like the first year that we're doing it now and so the prior to this you know things were going well you're tossing up ads and you're making sales because everything was working back then and so now when they pulled the rug with this whole ios update and privacy and all that stuff a lot of a lot of our sales ended up declining because you're not as you targeting the right people anymore because it's you don't know who's you don't know who that person is as much as you did two years ago. And so now you're heavily relying on your content and what you're selling and the right messaging that needs to resonate with people. And so, you know, what I think is, you know, in the short term, this is probably as we obviously, you see a quick drop in sales and, you know, you're, you're kind of struggling a little more. You're not hitting as much as you used to hit, but at the same time, it's weaning out all those shitty businesses that are just purely focused on making a quick buck and so the people that make it out of this the companies that end up excelling and doing well are the ones that actually provide value to their customers in terms of just even just messaging and stuff so we're doing a ton of branding stuff we've already started doing it last year like even with challenges and 
and and things that people have it's not like hey you sign up for a challenge and get a free product it's more like okay send us a picture of you going out for a walk today because our our products are more like outdoorsy nature based like you know connecting to outdoors and so it's like okay send us a picture of you on your walk today and you'll enter to win this challenge and so the responses have been great it's like you know try new food today try something new and send us a picture of what it was and what you thought of it and people would enter those replies and you know, we're just doing all these ways to actually build a community rather than sell product. Cause I feel like that will happen inherently if you have a community. Has your personal work bled over at all into the business? Um, I know sometimes that can be difficult to, to uh, you might have a million people following you on a platform and a lot of them might have no idea that you have this business that you run. Uh, but I was just curious about that. Yeah. You, you mean like my personal TikTok? Yeah, like your your fitness, weight loss kind of stuff. Has that bled over into your, your yeah, business? Yeah, so it's just, it does take a bit of time. Like I, I get my brother to edit a lot of the content that I put out there. So, you know, he's just helping with the editing side of things. I just film them and, and hand, hand it over to him. And yeah, just like even, even like the content monitoring and like answering dms and all that and messages that yeah, does take some time but i just scheduled that in into my weekends or like after hours and so trying to manage both it's been a bit of a challenge but you know it's not I'm, I'm really trying to separate the two in the sense that like i still want my main focus to be on my business this is something that i do to help other people as well but it's also i also set up a website to kind of like streamline a lot of the things where it's like i'm getting the same questions all the time so i literally put every single thing i've ever did from day one to two years later for my fitness transformation my fitness journey on this site and it's free i'm not i'm not selling it or anything just so like to help people go in the right direction and and get them going instead of having to explain to every single person directly of what i did i could just be like hey man i have this site it's free go ahead and just check it out there well man I know we're running out of time. I uh, just, I'm confident that there's going to be several people listening to this that uh, have a ways to go that are a bit frustrated. Um, some of them may even be on a, be as, as far out as you were two years ago, three years ago. Um, what would you say to them as they're kind of looking, thinking, man, this guy's done a lot. I just don't know. If this is something that I can do, you know, maybe he's mentally tougher than I am. Uh, is there anything that you would, you would say to those people listening right now? Yeah. So my, my biggest piece of advice, man, is you're sitting there at the bottom of a mountain and you're looking all the way up and thinking, how am I going to get up there? And what really helped me is just looking at the next step, just like day by day. So when I was doing 75 hard or any of these like extensive long programs that seemed like they were huge mountains to climb and I could not finish them. All I did was think, how do I just get through today? All I got to do is get through the day today. And then, you know, if you want to quit, I say this a lot. Like if you ever feel like you want to quit, don't let yourself quit that same day. Tell yourself I'll quit tomorrow. And so usually when you fall asleep, you wake up, it's a brand new day, you're rejuvenated, you're ready to take on another day. And it's literally as cliche as this it sounds, like everyone says this, it's step by step. It's not, you don't think of the next two years and maybe I can't lose all this weight. All you have to think about is how do I do what I said I was going to do today? And then I'll worry about tomorrow when tomorrow comes. And as soon as I had that mental shift, 
is when everything just kind of became a lot easier because I wasn't looking at some crazy big goal. It was broken out into two years was broken out into 730 small goals. That's awesome, man. That's so good. I appreciate you coming on. This has been, this has been super cool. Um, really unique person to talk to good insight. It's been awesome. Appreciate you having me, man. It was a pleasure. Thank awesome, you. Awesome, man. Stop recording.